This podcast, just so you know, is the opposite of perfect. We're making a podcast for people to listen to, um, but I think it's I think it's really cool. My nipples out again. <laughs> I fix it. It's fine. I, I don't know why I keep talking about fried dough today. It's so weird. Alondra, I were on the phone yesterday, and I was being sour, and I, and I could tell she wanted to get off the phone. I took offense to it. Yeah, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Right? What are you talking about? Like, you look good. Like, relax. I want to be a part of the culture that says stop that shit. What What are you like? What are you trying to prove? But guess what? I'm not crazy, and I think that is so fitting for this fucking podcast. Everyone. All right, hi guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, this is episode seven, season two. Are you sure? Of not crazy. Yes, this is episode seven. I just looked. Oh, okay, just check in. Um, so Alondra and I are, are trying to figure out if we want to do like seasons, because last time we did between season one and two, we took like a month and a half off, and I think we lost some peeps. But we got some new ones, which is okay. They weren't real. They weren't real ones. Um, so, yeah, let us know if you want us to just, like, keep going. Yes, and please. Or if you want, like, a pause so you can, like, catch up. Because I think people liked it because they could catch up. Same. Yeah, I, I agree. And please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you have not already. Like we said before, this will make us famous and in turn make you famous because you're all basically our co-host. Like we use your stories. So yes. just do it like Nike. <laughs> you're so fucking horny. Well, I, f- I just feel like extra cheesy tonight. It's because like, do you ever get yeah, did you have a better week? Yeah. Like my heart is better. Um, I had like a racing heart concern the other night, um, but you know why? I was being um, hashtag not crazy. You'll have to tell that story sometime because I was shocked. I told Alicia today at lunch and she couldn't believe you. Another time, listeners. Another time. But all right, so today we're gonna talk about what we've learned from people that we've met in our life, whether it be coworkers, relationships, situationships, friendships. Or just, like, situations that you've been in that, like, intervol- like involved, like, other people. Miranda, are you, did you smoke weed? I don't smoke weed. I said that in episode one. Why? You're so calm. Oh. <laughs> Today, guys, we're going to talk about the lessons <laughs> in life that we learned. Yeah. Oh, I'm just chilling. Yeah, chill. All right. So we're not on drugs, but we are here to talk about the lessons we learned in everything because that's a fucking topic. So me and Miranda kind of chatted about this briefly. This episode is probably our least planned out, thought out episode that we have done. So you're really getting the raw Miranda and the raw Alondra. Um, No dirty thoughts. We mean emotionally. And, um, yeah, so Miranda, I have a question for you from one of our listeners who actually wrote in. 
this, I guess, is a question for both of us, but I thought this question was perfect for this episode. Okay, ready? Have either of you experienced a bad heartbreak? If so, what did you learn from it? Because right now I'm feeling really lost. Oh, well, I'm sorry that they're feeling lost. I, we've all been there. Um, yes, I have experienced heartbreak um, a few times, like in a few different situations, like friendships and relationships and situationships. Um, wait, what did she ask? What did you learn from it? Miranda, I hate you. <laughs> so, if what so. What did she ask? I'm just trying to make sure I answer it right. All right. If so, what did you learn from it? Right now, I'm feeling lost. But hold on, Miranda. Not only what did you learn from it, I kind of want you to, like, tell us, like, what that heartbreak was like. Okay, so I was with a guy for a long time. I'm not going to get too into the details because I don't want people to know who it is. Um, And we we just came from, like, different worlds. Like, we just were not raised the same. And... Like, let me clarify, like, just because you're not raised the same as someone else doesn't mean that you were raised better or they were raised better. But sometimes, like, you just don't align with each other and your your morals and, like, what's important to you versus what's important to them. And I feel like for a long time, like, I was just so, like, tunnel visioned. And I thought that everyone was like me. And that's, like, selfish of me to think. Like, I thought that everyone was very, like, family oriented and like had a good relationship with their parents and all this other stuff. And then I start dating and I'm like, wait, like people fight with their mom. Like people don't get along with their brothers and sisters. Like there's like all this crazy stuff. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I get in fights with my brothers and sisters too, but not, you know, it's not the same fights that like other people would get into with theirs. And so I feel like we just weren't ever going to work out because we were just so different Mm -hmm. and for so long I was like well like is there things about me I should change and then I was like no I'm never gonna change and then with him I think he was just kind of like annoyed like kind of like why do you always think that things have to be this certain way like I'm not like you I'm not I didn't grow up the way you did so I think I learned a lot with heartbreak is is like you can't go into anything thinking that people are going to think the same way that you do Mm -hmm. and, and react the same way that you do and just be the same way that you do. Like, I remember like being mad at him for him being him. And he's like, why are you always mad? And I'm like, I I honestly, one day I was like, I don't know. Like, I think I just want you to be like what I want in a person. And you're just not. And like, sometimes like you, you just, that's just not, it's just not the person for you. And I think it just took me a long time to realize that. And I feel like if I could like give other people advice, it would kind of be like some things like don't have to be that hard and that forced, like, like kind of like read the signs on when something is just not for you. Like people can be different and still make things work, but sometimes you just can't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just not going to work. Yeah. I feel like, the older we get to and you can correct me if I'm wrong if like you disagree or not but I feel like the older we get the more that like the opposite factors of ourselves in relationships actually matter because then you get to like the deep shit and like how you want to raise a family and where you want to live and what your political views are what your religious views are 
And if you're too opposite on a lot of those things, it might be so difficult to even like plan a future together. So I feel like the older we get, the more that becomes such a factor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Also, Miranda, I want to add, you said (laughs) me and my family don't like fight like other people do sometimes. I do want to say, guys, just something to know about Miranda and her family. Those fuckers yell so much in the household <laughs> for no reason. It's no, like, we're not like, yeah, like, which is no. loud. No, you guys are like, where's the bread? And it's like, <laughs> the fucking bread is on the counter right there. And I always ask them, and I have for years, why are you guys yelling? Remember when we were sleeping and my dad was on the phone at like 6.30 a.m. and then my mom was up and I woke up and I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm trying to sleep. Alondra's over. And you were like, well, now I'm up. So thanks for trying to make it quiet. Um, That happened like every time I slept at your house. So no, I don't remember that one time. No. You and Alicia still do that shit. What the hell are you guys yelling for? Sit down. (laughs) I don't understand. But... Miranda, I do want to comment to you on a more serious note on what you had just said. I wanted to ask you a question. Okay. So do you think you were more heartbroken that he wouldn't be the person you wanted him to be or that you realized you couldn't make it work considering who you both were? Um, I think more that like we couldn't make it work considering who we both were. Um, and then I had like a re- relationship after him and I noticed kind of like the same things on like I was mad because he was being him and I wanted him to be something different. Um, and kind of like an example of like how you're kind of like to me, like how you're raised kind of like follows. So I hate pumping gas. Like I hate it. It sounds stupid, but I do. Mm-hmm. So like when I, when Alicia and I will go home, my dad will like take mine and Alicia's car and my mom's and he'll go put gas in it and he'll like clean it out for us and wash it and like do all this stuff. So I've like been out, I haven't lived with them in a long time. So I remember one time it was like, Andre, it was cold as fuck out, like cold December. And I was like with this guy and we pull up to the gas station and I'm driving and I just like stood there. And he's like, what are you doing? Are you going to get out? And I said, no. And he said, well, don't you need gas? I said, why would I pump my own gas? And he said, oh, you want me to pump the gas? I said, yeah, it's fucking the tundra out. It's freezing. I said, and I'm not wearing, I'm wearing my Ugg moccasins and my feet are going to be cold. And he was like, oh, yeah. And like his face was just like <laughs> Miranda. Like here, I'm expecting him to get out of the car as soon as I stop it and pump the gas. So I go, fine, I'll do it. And I remember telling my dad, and my dad's like laughing, like, "What did I do? Like, what did I do?" He's he like, raised a monster. He's like this poor guy, and he's like Miranda. Sometimes you have to like ask people to do things for you, and they'll do them. And I'm like, I don't know, Dad. I just thought that he seen the shoes I was wearing and how cold it was and that I didn't want to pump my own gas. Um, Miranda, <laughs> TBT to the fucking time. You put diesel gas 
in my car. Exactly no why I shouldn't be pumping it. No, exactly why you shouldn't be. So I, I hope you're not. But I do want to note, I guess you and your car are pretty high maintenance. So I don't know what that's all about. But yeah, I feel like you've gotten better with that. I think something really huge for you, and I've noticed this in our own friendship, is realizing that you were raised differently than others, mm-hmm. especially like us. Hearing Miranda's story about the gas, right? That's like a small, funny thing. Yeah, but there's, and, and- there's definitely things around her that were more serious than that, though. Oh, um, for sure. Like, that's a funny thing. But there's definitely things that got more serious, like, like when certain like bad situations happen. I think you learn a lot, Landry, and you can tell me what you think. I think you learn a lot about a person when there's like there's a problem or where like for example, like I think you learn a lot like how they react to certain situations. Like Oh yes. A car accident. Like when there's a car accident, like who's the calmest person? Who's the one that's freaking out? Who's this? Who's that? You know, when there's any kind of like inconvenience that is causing any kind of stress on a person. And sometimes, Landra, I don't think you see that right away in a relationship until something happens. No, yeah, and it goes to that, like, quote that's, like, the way they leave tells you everything, and, like, people yeah. show you who they are. They don't tell you who Absolutely. they are. Absolutely. Um, so there were situations where, like, I, um, I struggle with communication myself, but there were certain things where I'm like, well, why can't you tell me what's going on, like, so I can help and like he's like well it's not your problem so like you don't need to help me and I'm like well I want to because like back to that's how I was raised like when someone's having an issue or a problem and it's someone that you love and care about a friend a boyfriend whatever that you try and help them and do whatever that they need and Mm -hmm. then he's like no like just like leave it alone like I'll figure it out and so that's a big issue that I've had with both of the people that I was with is just differences on how and then it's kind of like I never want to overstep I've always been pretty good at like when people are like no I'm good leave me alone I'm like okay well I'm here though you know I don't want to pester but I just think like everyone's just so different for sure and like what what I was um going to with our friendship too is like I can relate more to the guy who like didn't want the help because Mm -hmm. I have such like interdependence and like I which means like you know inner dependence like independence but just a fancier counseling word there's a new thing you learn for today listeners <laughs> but I feel like so I've been paying I actually just tweeted this tonight too is like I've been paying all my own bills since the age of 14 and that goes for everything except for obviously like my house I started paying rent when I was 18 by myself but everything else was before that and school clothes that was on me um if I had a new pair of Uggs at school which was rare that was on me um your girl stuck with bear paws had to (laughs) but like there are just so many things that I was taught from a very young age that you have to do that on your own so I think that relates to a lot of like I had early early views of feminism and early views of women being very powerful um, a little bit before that was quote unquote popularized. And, you know, a lot of people always thought it was strange and a lot of people thought it was strange that like 
I had to say no to dinner in college to like fancy ass dinners with my friends because it was on me. And maybe that week I didn't bartend enough to do it. So in asking my dad for help or my mom for help was extremely difficult and always had been. So from my parents, I learned that it is on me and that my success is on me. And that's something I value greatly is independence, my achievements, because those achievements didn't come to me lately. I had to work for it in many different ways. I didn't have the tutors. I didn't have the SAT scores. I didn't have all of that. And it was kind of just, you know, I've said this before, but rock climbing for me. And another thing I will say too, is I never experienced um, true heartbreak in a romantic relationship, which I think sometimes gives me, you know, a step down of insight that I might have gained from that. However, I've studied it to make sure like I know, you know, different things and I have experienced, you know, little heartbreaks and things. It's quite complicated for me to get my heart broken after my family history. So the kind of heartbreak I've experienced is the one no one talks about, which is the one within the home, the one within the family. Um, My parents had separated and Miranda, you know this, like when I was a freshman in college and basically my mom blamed me and said the only reason her and my dad had been together all those years was just for me, which was very odd because there's five of us and you know, my brother's younger than me too. And I have three half siblings and four half siblings. Oh my God. No, three. Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I, forget, I forget my foster sister sometimes too. But um, it's legitimately like there were things within my household that really hurt me. And for a lack of better words, really fucked me up. My mom, you know, totally walking away from the family at one point and walking away from me. I felt motherless for a a long point in my Mm -hmm. life. And she's well aware that I felt like that. That also taught me a lot about what it means to be a powerful person and what it means to be a powerful woman. And that is something that my partner now has a very hard time understanding. But I've gotten more comfortable with accepting help. And I'll get into that next about kind of accepting help and what he's taught me. But I just wanted to, you know, let you guys know. And that's a very raw part of me that I'm sharing with you today. Yeah, so. no, I think you definitely the your parents divorce and or their separation and everything. I think it always definitely weighed heavy on you. But I think you did a good job of hiding it. But I have a mm-hmm. question for you that I feel like other people would relate to. So you having, you know, you feeling motherless and you feeling like, to blame for their, you know, why they were splitting up. And then you being so close with someone like me who wasn't experiencing that at the time. It's like, for you, did you feel like, did you feel like, oh, Miranda doesn't understand? Or were you like, I'm glad that I am friends with someone and close with someone who's going through a different situation that can Mm -hmm. kind of bring more positive to my life? Or like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, you yes. ever feel like there's times where like people just can't simply understand you because they aren't going through that? Like I feel like I try to be so understanding, but there's things I just will never understand. 
Mm-hmm. And that there's like truth to all ends of what you've just said. So like, yes, at times I felt like you'll never understand. And it had nothing to do with you personally. It had everything to do with all of my friends at that time. I think I had a couple friends who struggled with their parents out of not, I wouldn't even say a couple, maybe one or yeah, one or two probably. And during that time, I was surrounded by a lot of friends with parents who were together with financial security, with um, security and love, security and safety, like just basic needs, right? And for you, a lot of the times is I didn't feel like you understood and I didn't necessarily want to put that on you or make you the person to hold any of that weight because like we said um, about the guy you were with who didn't want help and about me is I never thought I deserved the help because like I said, I've always been on my own Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Right. I actually didn't get close to my mom again until after Christmas, my sophomore year, junior year, junior year of college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a traumatic event that happened on Christmas that I'll never forget with her. And I didn't get close to her again until after that. And I think that's still an elephant in the room that, you know, we both know is there, but we barely talk about, but she tries now, which I'm thankful for. And the thing with her though, is now I think she knows I'm so independent that I'm almost the parent. And Miranda, I know you've noticed that in me, that I'm like the parent yeah. with my parents mm-hmm. and always have been. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think it was just, it's helped shape who you are as a person. And I think that you've always had like so much motivation and you kind of like motivated me more. Like when I would like send you my school papers and I'm like, here, help me edit them, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, you did good. Like just little things. So I feel like we've learned to like, deal with our differences but I think I do think I made a comment today because we went to the mall me and my sister and my mom and I'm like I don't really want anything and my mom's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah and I'm like I'm like mom haven't you noticed like over the years I'm not I don't I'm more like minimal and like people listening are probably like no Miranda you're bougie but no like I really am like I Alondra, like, when we both started, like, thrifting and, like, shopping on, like, Sheen and stuff, like, I feel like in a way, like, you helped me be more, like, just, like, worry about, like, other things and not, like, all the stupid stuff that we get so Mm -hmm. caught up in. Yeah. I love how you say when we started thrifting and, like, I actually have thrifted my (laughs) whole life, but it was never cool. (laughs) It was never cool, so I never told anyone. And then when it became cool, I was like, oh, yeah. And then everyone's like, how do you find the best things at the thrift stores? Guys, I just found a a bomb-ass leather, red leather jacket that's, like, longer from the thrift store this week. And people are like, how do you find those things? And I'm like, you have no idea how much time I've spent in these kind of stores. I know where the shit is. Like It's cool, though. It's funny how it's coming around from when we were, like, in middle school and high school. Like, people wanted, like, Uggs and North Face and stuff like that. And now, me and my mom were at Forever 21 and we're, like, looking at this little cool, like, pink fur coat. I'm like, oh, I love this. And it was, like, 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm like... Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, this is, like, different. Um... But I just think I just have, like, a, a, a better appreciation. So I think, like, to keep answering the questions of, like, what you learn from other people is 
I don't know. I think I just learned to appreciate the life that I was given and to be mindful mm-hmm. of other people. And also, though, you know, I've learned too, like, you know, I can't hate you or think any way of you because of how you are. And you can't hate me because of how I am. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of, That's so you know, true. Because, and I, I feel like, Alondra, you, you, there might be some people that you, you have hated. I think that you were friends with a lot of people. I remember when I visited you in college, I sat down at the dinner table. I said, oh, Lord. And that's nothing against yeah. the women that you were friends with. But I just said, I was like, you know, Alondra's definitely different than them. And I me saying that you're different is because I know you. And then mm-hmm. my first impression of them but like, I mean, I'm sure, Alondra, there are people that you meet and you're like, it's 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 human nature. Like you're, you you come yes. across people and you're like, fuck them. <laughs> like, Yeah. So story time. And this goes to another kind of lesson I learned and this one's for friendship. So now that you guys know where a lot of my independence comes from and, you know, a little bit about my childhood and growing up and some hardships, there was a group of friends I was roommates with. I was friends with them all throughout college up until senior year. Um, I destroyed my own life on my senior cruise, and I'll tell you that story just for some just for some oh humor after this. So for some time, I had been thinking, you know, these girls are too privileged for me. I can't do it. They would, you know, continue to get dinner to places I couldn't afford. I never said anything like, "Oh, I can't afford it." It was kind of like an elephant in the room, and it was just like. Oh, yeah. And then we all got a cat together and they told me they all told me they couldn't afford the cat anymore and they were going to just throw it on me because the cat liked me more. And I was the one who volunteered to keep it after, which I still have her. Hi, Elsa. She's sleeping on my bed. But um, they had told me they couldn't afford it. Now, let me tell you something about these girls. I walked into one of their houses when we were on break for a get together for one of their birthday parties. It was like a mansion in a beautiful cul-de-sac just gorgeous in like one of the nicer parts of Rochester one of the other girls walks in and says oh my god our houses look so much alike except for mine's a little bigger oh god yeah (laughs) and like my face my jaw dropped and I'm like this girl has three living rooms like how how is it bigger whatever Uh so time had been leading up to where I was feeling this way inside And for our senior cruise, we had all decided to fly out to Florida to get on the ship. We had decided as a group instead, we were going to drive and stay at my uncle's house. My uncle would drop us off at the ship because it was the cheaper Mm -hmm. option. And I obviously, you know, a lot of it had to do with me. I didn't want to pay for the flight. And the girls were like, yeah, totally on board. And then suddenly they decided to fly, which I don't know why. There was never a spoken reason. I don't know if I, if it was because my uncle is black. I don't know what it was about. That's for a different episode. Mm-hmm. But Or the money situation, whatever it may be. So their parents, them, have decided they're going to fly instead, change plans last minute, knowing I couldn't get a ticket, and I had to find a ride by myself to this ship. So we go to this ship, and clearly I'm feeling some type of way. I had driven up with a different group of girls, which so happy I did because they were great, and I got to know them a little bit more. We jammed. It was awesome. And we get on the ship. Things are tense. I'm feeling weird. I couldn't tell if they knew anything was off. But there was a point where they just like left me with another girl. And I had been waiting for them. So I'm like waiting for them as they're like exploring this island, right? Uh 
and I fucking snap. It wasn't because of that situation. It was because of everything else. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I, you know, I had a drink package. I remember I'm this. I remember you texting me about this. So here I am walking around the cruise ship by myself because these girls are off doing their own thing. And I literally am just like a fucking free agent. So your girl decides to get a martini. I'm dressed up. It's a bougie night. It's like cocktail dresses and whatnot. And I'm sitting at this bar drinking a fucking half gin and half vodka martini, but not a regular size, like a giant size. And okay, dinner comes around. And then this other girl joins me. So me and her wasted walk to dinner. And I sit at a table with another friend who is actually my roommate now. Hi, Jalen. I see them at the table sitting together. And now, granted, I had already texted them and cussed them out. So things were tense. And they were just like giving me dirty looks. So and I heard them talking, but I didn't know what they were talking about. So me being assertive, being assuming, stood up, wasted, walked up to the table and said, who the fuck are you guys talking about? And they were like, what? Huh? And I go, you're all fucking fake. You're fake. You're fake. You're fake. I can pull up the text messages now to see, show you guys how much shit you talk about each other. <laughs> oh my God. And they all were uh, like, oh. Yeah, they know what to say. I, it's funny because I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to say like, I'm wondering how many people listening to this are like, they remember a time where like they've done that. Like I've done that before. Like you just, you just explode and like it gets ugly. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that kind of goes to show though, like, why are we being friends and why are we surrounding ourselves with people who are stacking up these things? Because like I said, like I've done that before, Alondra, and you've done that before, obviously, but that's not really mm-hmm. us. We're yes. Not problematic what people. I learned, what I learned from this group of friends from that situation, Miranda, like what you said about stacking up issues and like mm-hmm. allowing it or tolerating it, which we should never really tolerate things is um like i didn't deserve to put myself through something that was clearly hurting me for so long because i was afraid to have no one it is okay to restart to realize that your friends aren't the friends for you i was in my senior year of college guys senior week was coming and i decided to cut ties with all of my friends You know how lonely that was? Mm -hmm. Guess what I did? I went out and made different friends. I got closer to Jalen. We wouldn't be rooming together today if it wasn't for that. I I went places alone. I showed up to the bar alone. And I had a really good-ass time. I never had to do that. It is okay to be lonely for a little bit at the cost of doing something that is to, you know eventually get to happiness and eventually get to somewhere you want to be oh yeah absolutely and I think like I'm glad I asked you that because I'm like when I when we were talking about with this episode I'm like I know definitely Alondra had some had some experiences with like her friends and I went to college and a different state and I had to meet a whole bunch of people and there's girls there you know same thing we can't we're come from different states um, and you know, I always thought it was funny. The people I met from New York, I always clicked with the most. Yeah. And really? The people I met from like other places, it's like, eh, you know, whatever. And 
Um, what I what I learned, I think, from like my friends at Coastal and stuff is like, there's it's not a competition. Like, and I've never I've never really been like that until I've been in situations mm-hmm. where I felt like I needed to be. But then again, those obviously aren't the friends for you. Um, but you know, if I could like give advice to like a freshman, um, girl, you know, or a guy, Alondra, like I would say, like, like when I moved down there, I didn't know anybody. So it was like, it was a choice. Mm -hmm. Like I was going to be friends with the people that I wanted to be friends with. And I think that's so important. And that's what I'm learning now. Like Alondra, I don't care if you're friends with someone and I don't like them, if I don't want them around me and I don't want to sit at a table and drink wine with them, I'm not going to do it. Cause I'm 24 Same. years old. And you know what, if you are my friend, which you are, you'll respect that. I don't like their energy and I don't like what mm-hmm. they have to say. And it, this is like yes. for a different yes. episode, but this is kind of what I'm learning more is like, we stay in the company of the most toxic people for what reason? Because your fucking other friends like them or whatever. Like, fuck that. Like, no. Recently in the past year, there's been three people that I kept around for way too much, way too long. Way too fucking long. And you know what? For what? For other people? Because I didn't want to be the bitch to stop being friends with someone when everyone else... Because you know what? To tell you the truth, Alondra, and everyone else... You could have a problem with someone, but someone else doesn't. Or someone else doesn't see what you see in that person because you, you know what I mean? Like, I, like the different things bother different people. That's so but true. Yeah. My dad totally. was always good, Alondra, and you know, at like reading people. Like the first time he would see them or meet them. Mm-hmm. And he always like would tell me like how people are, how they are. Don't, don't just like. Like you, you try and see the good in people, but sometimes it, there's just it's just not there's not much of it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> yeah. I think what I like that's kind of like what I've learned in friendships too. But I totally agree. Let's take I a totally little switch agree. to what we've learned from like the workplace. So we're in Ooh. definitely different industries. So I worked in restaurants, um, bartending, weddings since I was fourteen. So a long time. And then I worked in sales. I worked at coach. I worked in an office. I worked in another office. In business, you jump around till you find your niche. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget it. I had gotten a leadership position my last job. And Ooh. I walked in at 5 o'clock in the morning. Anyone <laughs> that knows me knows I'm not a morning person at all in any means. Any means. So I walk in, I got my coffee, I'm all ready to go. And one of the coworkers walks in and I go, good morning. How are you? I'm not a morning person. So I naturally, I have to get myself to like, speak, like literally, like if you talk to me in the morning, I probably won't even answer you. Not at work, though, like if you're at my house. Yeah, no shit. And so no shit. I remember. I'm like, good morning. Like, I'm under mind you. Like, they're they're not in till like six o'clock. Like, I'm in at five, just because of my anxiety, and you know, just wanting to make sure like things are done. So I get in. The she's late. There's a bunch of them that are coming in. Someone's late. I remember with one girl in particular. 
And I said, oh, good morning. Like, how are you? And she's like, well, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> and I and I just Ooh. said, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, you know, fresh into the, well, not fresh into the work, but, you know, fresh into, like, upper, you know, management, whatever roles. Um, I got, what, 30 more years to work, Alondra, if that. I mean, I, mm-hmm. we all got to work. You know, if that's the attitude that you want to have, like, that's you. But, like, yeah, I'm very good, Alondra, and someone even said this at my birthday party. I'm very good at, like, tuning people out. Yeah, like, the fuck you are. Like, <laughs> like, I, like, I literally, like, when she, when she said that, I just smiled and I walked away. Like, I, that's one thing that I'm, like, gifted with. What did you learn from that situation? Like, like, like still, like, like, that has nothing to do with me. Like, it's, it's six o'clock in the morning. No one wants to fucking be here, but we have to be here. So you're going to, you're going to get I was nasty gonna... with me for what reason? What the fuck did I do to you? <laughs> dude you know i was gonna give you a therapeutic response and it was you passed the test so (laughs) listeners miranda so cognitive behavioral therapy is where we challenge it when we challenge our thought our thought processes and you know really challenge those distorted views of reality so now if miranda had told us that this girl said well i'm here aren't i with an attitude because she hated her or because she had some vendetta against miranda that would have been a distorted, you know, view of reality. Miranda said that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> and that's what CBT does is it says, you never know if she had someone die that yeah, morning. Right. Or absolutely. If like, or if like, yeah, or if a bill wasn't paid or something, you have no fucking clue what people are going through. So this goes for all of you is like, don't make absolutely. it about you. I mean, I think there's definitely a lot with me being younger coming in. But that's, you know, that's for a different episode. Because I, I would like to talk more about, like, careers and stuff, too. But no, but oh, Alondra, like, yes. that's, um, I literally remember. And I remember after that, though, Alondra, I was very, like, observant of her. Just, just like, just, just me. I'm mm-hmm. like, and then I remember, Alondra, I always fucking, like, a robot. Good morning. Good, a- like, good afternoon. How are you? Like. I'm the leader. I'm going to always play. I'm always going to do my job. I don't, I don't care what bad day you had. It has nothing to do with me, but I noticed Alondra, and this is kind of what I learned. There was a time where she started being like nicer. Like she was like, Oh, thank you. Like, Oh, I'm good. And she kind of like, not like opened up to me, but I kind of broke down her walls. Cause I didn't change who I was, you know? Yeah. You have to do that. Um, for me, like yeah, in terms of my career, I'm really so tell us about yours and what the struggles are. So with therapy, um, something I've been consistently working on in for me is boundaries with my emotions. So meaning like how invested do I get in someone else's story? Because guys, I have heard the saddest things you can imagine the most hurtful things, the things that anger me to my core that you can imagine. And something, especially in my internship when I did trauma work, there was, you know, there was a couple clients who had, you know, really dark histories with, you know, trauma. And I was taking it home. 
I was not letting it go. I was taking it home for a while. And you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say I learned not to do that and that I did self-care. And, you know, I learned you have to separate business from pleasure because that's what I want to learn. But that is something I'm still struggling with today. And it's a lot of my anxiety, a lot of my panic, a lot of my sad, my own sadness comes from that. So that is something Uh I'm still working on. And it has been the consistent thing of, you know, the the consistent characteristic of what my career looks like for me right now. That is something I have to cognizantly like think you cannot do this. What are you going to do instead? And something I'm doing instead is making this podcast. This means a lot more to me than just a podcast. So that's where I'm at with that. There's a couple other things too, but we could definitely get into that more in a career episode. Um, There was one thing I did want to add about my, you know, my cruise ship experience, you know, ruined my own life in five minutes. Um, There is one girl from that cruise ship that I did yell at that I have rekindled with recently. And this happened now, what, Miranda, three or four years ago? And this happened three to four years ago, whenever I was a senior. So three years ago, almost four. And we are just now rekindling our friendship. And, you know, we say love you and stuff like that, because I did have a lot of love for her as a friend. And we've actually been through so much together. And she was the one I kind of knew I would rekindle with and was hoping I would. And what I learned from that is that you can burn some of your bridges to be rebuilt later on. So if Mm -hmm. you do need to restart with whatever it may be, it's not always the end. And some bridges are meant to be knocked the fuck down to be rebuilt. Because some of the foundations we build with people are built horribly. So let's rebuild those. And that's all she wrote. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think we've covered a lot of good stuff. But I want to close out with a text I got from a friend about kind of like the things that she's learned from people. Um, And so she said, the things I've learned through other people. One, I value friendship a lot more than most. Two, never let anyone hold your emotions in their hand that don't deserve it. Three, don't expect everyone to be the same person as you four if someone wants to they will five the way people treat you is not a reflect is treat you as a reflection of themselves not you so that was a lot but i'm what i said back to her is like i'm glad that you know what you've learned and then moving forward you can take what you've learned and kind of mesh it like even if you have to write it down journal it or whatever like alondra and i have said this before kind of about like the things that you're secure about like, I feel like it's just good to always just be aware of what you know about yourself moving yes. forward in situations. Because, you know, if mm-hmm. I was if I was to go on a date with a guy and go into it so open-mindedly and forget what I learned from other people, I might get mad at him because he's not pushing the freaking chair out for me or something. Like, I might get mad that he's <laughs> yeah. not doing something for me that he doesn't need to do. <laughs> like... Yeah, I really do love, you know, what that what that friend of yours did say. I think it's a great note for us to end on for today. And I especially want to note the level of self-respect that came from that text. A lot of the things we learn have a lot to do with self-respect. It's so important. Set your boundaries. 
and realize you are not crazy and always respect who you are and accept who you are because you got to have your own back. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Not Crazy. This was a good one and we hope you love you guys. Bye.